0: Hello everybody, it's Sam
1: and Jeanette here with another episode of Spilling the Behavior Tea podcast. Thank you for joining us. We are so excited to get into this one you guys.
0: This one is a doozy. Um, Today we're talking about starting out in the field of behavior management, I guess. We don't really like to use the word management, but I guess that's the field, right? We're gonna talk about
1: our experiences starting out. We're gonna give you guys some tips and tricks. If you are new in the field, if you're thinking about it, what to expect, what you can do to help you along the way, and much more. So how did you start out in this field? I started out in this field, like I mentioned before, many many months ago, and I started in a regular classroom setting with little ones. I want to say it was either preschool or kindergarten and was this within like aba practices what was it like no it was i didn't even you guys i didn't even have a college education back then i had literally i had been working at el pollo loco and it just happened that i was like i want to work at the school where my son works and i asked the lady at the front office if there was any openings and um like i told you guys in the first episode I think I started working as a yard supervisor and then once once I got into the classroom there was this little boy who he had a lot of energy he was like very very hyper they didn't know in the classroom how to deal with him he was all over the place he would not sit still and they were having a really hard time with him and when I was in the classroom as I was covering for someone that was missing and me and this little boy just connected the back like he just gravitated towards me i gravitated towards him and we just connected and i was able to just form a little bond with him and get him to sit still and get him to learn and the teacher saw that and she loved it and she jumped on board and was like i want her in my classroom and that's how it started that for some reason every little kid or most whatever little kid we got in the classroom that had some sort of, maybe not behavioral issues, but you know, they were struggling in some sort of capacity to like focus, I would be able to work with them. And I had no clue what I was doing. That's how it started. I eventually went back to school, got my education. From there, I went to work in a day adult date program for clients with mental mental diagnosis
0: and this is after you got which degree
1: it was my criminal justice degree my Your undergrad. bachelor's what were you meant? okay okay my undergrad i had no clue what i was doing i just knew i had a bachelor's degree and to work in this place you needed to have some sort of degree i still didn't have experience that was my first experience ever working in real in a real environment with like those strong diagnoses that i had never heard of before so we had anywhere and it was adults So it was anywhere from schizophrenics and it could be, it was a lot of dual diagnosis. So it could be someone that was diagnosed with autism and schizophrenia, which I had never even knew that was a thing. And I started working there and it was an eye-opening experience. Because mm-hmm. I was dealing, I had never worked with adults that, you know, had any any sort of diagnosis, yet alone dual diagnosis. So it was really like, whoa, what did I get myself into? And I was this tiny little, I'm, I'm, I'm just about 5'2", so I'm dealing with adult, like male adults that are like 6'2", that have a schizophrenic diagnosis. And I was a counselor. They don't train you. They just throw you in there. I learn a lot there and it was like getting chairs thrown at you, people spitting on you, people wanting to beat you up. And it was like a lot. But from there, I was like, you know what? I think i like kids a little more so then I moved on to work with kids and I started working for an NPS a non-profit private school for different again different sort of diagnosis and, and that was with kids and that was with kids I believe that was in 2008 I've been working with kids ever since and I've I've done a lot of school settings but I've also done um home settings as well and that's how I started and you learn as you go you learn as <laughs> as you go for some reason when you get into this field that's how it goes you learn as you go and you figure it out how about you i'm gonna be as honest as i can without trying to
0: sway anybody might be a little hard but I'll try. So I started out in the field. I was working at for an after school program in Beverly Hills. I actually really liked that job. When I first started working with kids, it was for another after school program, and they didn't give training. But the first question they asked me in the interview was was Have you ever worked with kids with autism? And I was like, Nope, but I can learn. And they were just like, all right, well, you start today, and I was like, okay, well, guess I gotta do some research before I drive over there and whatnot. So I guess that's like an, an indirect introduction to the field, but when I got there, I was with kindergarten, and my kiddo, the kiddo who had autism, uh, similar to your story, we just kind of gravitated toward each other, and he became like my child, and I wonder what that kiddo's up to now, but he so we just like connected he became like my kid everybody at work would be like oh where's Sam's kid Sam's son and the girl before me had quit after three days because he had beat her up he left her bruises and stuff and I was just like well that didn't happen with me after that I went to another after school program I think I had another kiddo with autism during that time too when I was at my first after school program job and same thing gravitated toward each other we were really like she just loved coming to the after school program it was so cute to see Mm -hmm. kindergarten too and at first she would cry and cry Because she had to go to after school program. She hated it. But after like, I think it was like a week, she loved it and she did not want to go home. So then I went, I worked for another after school program and I got into my senior year of college over here by my house and where I was working was too far. So I quit because I was like, I'm spending two hours driving and it's a waste of time. So I could be doing, using that time to do my homework and stuff. So I had to quit. I didn't want to, but I did and then i got my bachelor's i went on to indeed and stuff to look for jobs like i've said previously i wanted to become a like a receptionist for a psychologist but god had other plans
1: he sure <laughs> so did.
0: everything that i saw out there was For behavior management and ABA, I applied to an agency where they go in home and and in schools. And you know, the funny thing is that people who work in the field probably will relate to this. But every time you try to go and apply for a different job, you say like, "Okay, I'm done working with kids. I'm done working with kids," and then you end up working with kids again. (laughs) Yeah, because that's not our plan. It's God's plan. Once I um. I kept saying that after i graduated i was like okay i'm not gonna work with kids anymore i'm just gonna be doing um psychology or whatever but then that was all that was out there so i i I got offered the job and this is where the honesty will come in i'm sorry (laughs) uh disclaimer ahead of time this is just in my experience nobody else's i mean it could be somebody else's but this is just my experience and what i felt so take what take from it what you will i started at this agency And the training was a few days, I think. So the first day was like a whole new language, right? Which was new for me. And I. Was like I'm never gonna understand any of this language. Like I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna understand how to talk to kids this way. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, eventually I did because I just told myself like I've been working with kids for I don't even know how long at that point, like six years, five years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And and I was like oh, I can do it. Like I've already had all these mm-hmm. all these years to learn a new language, how to talk to these kids. So it's gonna be easy to do it again. We second hear day, it. <laughs> second Give it to day. Us was interesting. A lot of videos were shown that I was not comfortable with. The way that they portrayed, or the way that they wanted you to help these kids seemed very, how do I say it? What's the word? It just seemed unnatural and made me uncomfortable because it seemed very dog-like. like training And we've heard dog-like. that. We I've actually heard that from other people as well. It just made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. In the moment, I was like looking around to other people like is nobody else uncomfortable with this it was just very like oh you did it good job here's a treat i i mean i have a rottweiler and i train her and i was just like uh that's how i treat my dog like what do you mean that's what i do with my dog you like i was in my head i'm just like throwing a clicker Mm -hmm. (laughs) like are you serious it made me so uncomfortable and i would just i like i said i looked around to other people to see if anybody else was feeling the same. And everybody just had their eyes on the training video. And I was like, why am I the only one feeling uncomfortable? And it made me question myself, like, am I right for questioning this? Am I wrong? Like, is this actually a thing? But that was that. It just made me feel very uncomfortable. And I figured, okay, well, I'll be out in the field by myself and I'm not gonna do that with these kids. I'm sorry, but Mm -hmm. I'm not sorry. I've tried different, my own methods and they've worked, they don't require training them like a dog. Uh-huh. So I went through and I did my training and in this particular agency, you have to train with different people, like different already behavior instructors. So I would go to each person and they like have a checklist of what I did and some were very by the book which, and others were not like others were kind of like in my boat and just kind of doing their own thing and doing okay. what works for them, which I like that. And I mean, in the end, of course, I passed because I was like, I'll just follow which I'll do for now. And then later, I'll do my own thing. I remember getting paired with somebody who was very by the book, and she like trained me and I ended up getting on her one of her cases and the kiddo had not mastered programs in a long time. Like he was just stagnant, like he had hit a plateau. He didn't he hadn't achieved much in a while. so. Once i started working with him first of all he went to school all day he was at school all day five years old Oh. Five years old, school all day gets home 3 15 literally gets home at 3 at 3 15 i believe it was had session until six every day that's wild bath food bedtime seven i'm sorry <laughs> but uh, this may be an unpopular opinion but that to me is not a well-balanced day yeah that to me sucks for the kid really and i'm like and to me i was just like well of course this kid ain't mastering anything he's not he's this is his way of protesting Mm -hmm. like he does not like this i don't like this I would see him get home from school immediately like when I would watch the other person like do do stuff with him it was just like straight to the table and table work table work table work and of course it's like they take breaks but it's like five minutes two minutes like it's not no and so I when I started working with him I was like forget the table number one you just came from school this doesn't need to we don't need a table for all of this work Mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff was like super simple things that did not need to a desk i was like i'll save that for the end have a huge space in between and i did a lot of play with him and ran the programs while we were playing and he started mastering stuff left and right like that's all he was asking for through not mastering those programs just a break yeah give me a break a break longer than 15 minutes and what would make me so mad is certain like BCBAs would come and then they would try to make the kiddos work when they were still sick and I'm like no like I'm sorry but I don't want to work when I'm sick what makes you think I want to make a kid work when he's
1: sick I was gonna say and it's not to like call anybody you know specifically out but it's like dude like we get it you want to get those hours logged in but come on (laughs) yeah
0: at some point it needs to be there it needs to stop But, and, and this is all not to say like, oh, this person was so by the book, this person did this, like, no, I think, I honestly think they just needed a fresh set, a fresh set of eyes to come in and be like, hey, this is. Because once you're in something for so long, it's hard for you to see these things. And so that's kind of where I came in. And he started mastering programs left and right. And, and then, um, and like, two months in, this agency sent me into like, to a case where it was just tough. The kiddo had a 16-page BIP. And, like, I'm just, like, I'm brand new to this field. And y'all just throwing me in. <laughs> Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then, same thing. Like the kiddo, it's the same thing. Like the the people who are already with this kiddo. To me, as an outside party looking in, when they were trying to show me how to how to manage behaviors, to me, it seemed like they were egging the kid on to have a tantrum. And. When that kid tantrumed, it was just heartbreaking to me. I like I was just like, why are you guys making this kid tantrum? That's not cool. <laughs> like just to show me how it is. No. So to me it I felt very uncomfortable in that job position multiple times. And <clears throat> There were often times, too, where I would go home. Like, I would sit in my car and cry. Because certain BCBAs, again, when I would have a certain ki- certain kids, I would be like, oh, let's try this with this kid. And they would just be like, no, we can't do that. And then I would just be like, well, <laughs> I feel like they can. You know, I've been with this kid every single day. Like, I think I would know. Like, when you know how, like, when you have those, those meetings with your bcba or whatever i literally brought a list of things that i wanted to try with a certain kid and the bcba literally shot me down and i was wow. like wow huh, you're really underestimating this kid how do mm-hmm. you know that he can't do it have you tried no mm-hmm. you're just saying he can't do it and you haven't even been with them
1: mm-hmm.
0: i've been with them you come once a month that really upset me and the following session I had with that kid, I tried those things and he did almost half of them, oh, okay. if not more. And so that day proved to me that sometimes BCBAs don't know what they're talking about. No shade to them, but I just feel like they need to consider the behavior instructor's opinions more because uh, I we are with, with that kid majority of the day.
1: Yeah. And we want to say thank you to the BCBAs that do get that because there, yeah. there is some that are very open and do give us the credit that we need and when that happened we've said it many times magical things happen Mm -hmm. that was kind of my introduction
0: and when i started working with that kiddo bip was like 16 pages again when i was there with other people it seemed very like egging the kiddo on to tantrum and when I was with that kiddo by myself, whole nother story. No tantrums. I remember to this day, we were in class and she they had stations. So she had a math station to go to and immediately she started trying to throw herself back to start tantruming. And I was just like, No, we're not doing that. And I got up and I walked away. But inside <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, she's gonna start tantruming. But No, she looked at me and was kind of like, "Oh, okay," and got up and just started (laughs) falling. Sat down and did her work. It's so crazy to me. This is why we preach so much. Like we. Love new new set of eyes. Give us a different perspective because we are not experts. Nobody's an expert. You can yes. always, you should always be teachable. You should always be open to new things, to learning new things. And this
1: is a field when where there's so much learning. The learning mm-hmm. never stops. There's a lot of information out there.
0: But yeah, so that was my introduction. And after that, I quit because... I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the uncomfortableness and it just didn't feel right to me uh, ethically to continue being there. I was crying every day and I did not like that. So I moved to, that's when I went to the school district and it was more of like, your own kind of behavior work program rather than a certain
1: practice yeah and that's where we are usually left on our own to figure things out but me and you talked about it many times where when I first started in the field I was by the book oh yeah the book but at the same time it was like I was by the book when it came to like you know just policies and stuff
0: but and it's not to say that certain things don't work in that in that practice but it can 100% be improved
1: I just feel like
0: it's so outdated and yeah, things need to change, and things have changed. And, and those who changing. are by the book, not the way to go because it's so outdated. 1960s, yeah. come on, guys.
1: Yeah, no, and I definitely noticed. Like, um, you know, I got a little bit more laid back when I realized that I don't have to be by the when it comes to like working with the kids because it's just you being you and you talking to the kids mm-hmm. like they are actually, you know, human Humans. little beings and and just form you don't have to like tiptoe around them Mm -hmm. be you yeah you and it's
0: natural it is natural that's what i would do with the kiddos i would just do things naturally like when you put it into a program and you make it this whole big thing that makes me not want to learn sorry but no and if you're natural about it, like doing things, something from your program happens to come around naturally. Mm-hmm. Bonus, because nothing's ever going to be robotic. Mm-hmm. Nothing's ever going to yeah. be like that. Like, for example, say bubbles. Bu- bu- bubbles, ba. Bu- Bubbles but but bubbles like if you're constantly saying that to me I'm sorry but I'm annoyed but if you're like playing with bubbles like having a good old time like oh I love these bubbles bubbles can you say bubbles like bubbles oh yeah Mm -hmm. okay let's keep playing with the bubbles like that's Mm -hmm. natural
1: yeah and the kids like that so much more it makes such a difference you guys like we've seen it so many times and the kids do have such a nice reaction to it And you could just see their little face just spark up. Like, I love that. And, you know, like just being able to like create those relationships naturally. Literally, like I've had cases where I built these relationships with kiddos and like, we could sit there and have a full on conversation. Mm -hmm. And people that have worked in the school before never even realized that this child could actually carry a conversation with you. And how did you do that? Well, I just, we became friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) naturally. You know, I didn't force them, like it was forced on is working your way there and you know and it's so much nicer it's so much better and it works it works you guys Mm -hmm. just setting that natural organic atmosphere to be able to build that trust with a student work and they react so much better to you when i used to work at the nps i worked there for many years and um i started working as a behavioral aide, and then i became a co-teacher dash behavioral lead when i would have new behavior aides come on board I would tell them, like, this is the way I work with the kiddo, but you, you know, you figure it out and see what best works for you. Because sometimes the way one works with the kiddo might not work for the next person. So just, you know, figure it out, fill it out, and just be you. Be you and just um, see what works for you. But I would always give them the options to or like give them the the background so they could know what has worked for me or what has worked with another behavioral aid with that student. And maybe they could pick up on that and then, you know, switch it around to where it fits them better. And I think it's so much better than just expecting for someone to work with the kid exactly the way you work with the kid. That's pretty much how our experiences started. Like I wanted to be either a sheriff or a probation officer. That's why I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. And the same thing, like you said, for so so many years, so many times, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm gonna go do something else. Mm-hmm. It's like all my experiences in this field. So what can I? Where can I take this experience? <laughs> Yeah. so it's like god was like no 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 you're meant to be here where do you think you're going regardless like being in the field you always want to do what's best for the kids and pushing and trying to piggyback off of that we both worked in school settings and in
0: home settings which do you prefer Yanit? i'd
1: rather work in a school setting it's Same. really hard to work in the home setting
0: i mean yes and no it depends to be, to be honest. It de- for me it depends if the parent is involved or not. It also depends on the kid's age. Mm-hmm. Um I'll never forget one of my favorite home cases. The mom was like, "I don't care if he's autistic, he's still going to learn manners." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yes, mom. He is way more than capable." Like she mm-hmm. saw his full potential and did not let his autism like stop him. Mm -hmm. she was constantly like did you say please like she would be in the other room and he would ask me something and she would be like did you say please I did not hear please and I'd be like thank you mom (laughs) yeah like that was one of my favorites but I like school settings for the consistency Mm. because I need to be on a schedule I'm I need routine but that's what
1: I like it for I like home sometimes but yes I do prefer school yeah no for me it was really hard to work in the home setting like it i i did it for a while and it just wasn't my thing like, i don't know if i just had bad because well, like, it's I, the kids comfort zone too yeah it's like their safe it was just place. like had a case <laughs> i'm never gonna forget this case i had a case where i used to go work with the little boy i think he was like sick and i used to go to their house and so it was a really small place. And at the time that I would go, it was, I think, either six or seven. Because, you know, when you work in a home setting, you're doing late evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, that's what I didn't like about that. Because I'm yeah. like, I should be in bed right now. <laughs> and At that time, a novela would come out. I don't remember what novela it was because <laughs> I don't watch novelas. But the whole family would sit in the living room and watch the novelas. And the little girl distracted because he wanted to go watch Mm -hmm. the novella too. He was Mm -hmm. like, I'm missing my episode, lady. Mm -hmm. So, why are you trying to work with me? So, I could best help students in a school setting. Yeah. (laughs) But they (laughs) have (laughs) been. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I um, I liked school. Even when I was at an agency and they would send me to a school, it's just more structured and yeah like you said less distractions you already know what to do like we got to go here we got to do this got to go to pe blah 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 while at home it's a little less structured sometimes you have a parent who isn't involved or who
1: can't be involved for me it felt like in a home setting you spend a lot more time trying to get rid of the distraction than Mm -hmm. actually work um working the program
0: yeah that's true yeah
1: that's why it was like for me, i rather work with kids and i rather work in the school setting. And if you have little ones, you guys, and you're gonna get into this field working in the school setting, it's good because usually you have that. Like for me, when my son was little, I would have, since I was working at a school, I would have the time off when he was off and during summer breaks i would be off of course you don't get paid but you have to learn to manage your money when you're working in this field and you're working in school settings very much so because yes we're never gonna get tired of saying that <laughs> <laughs> when i used to work for the nps usually I would work in the summertime, but I would be able to bring my son to work. So we would run summer camp programs and I would be able to work, bring him to work with me and I would have him help me out. Well, actually, when he was little, he would join the classes. <laughs> he would be in the classroom with the rest of the kids. And then when, once he started getting a little older, I would help. I would have him help me run the program. So, And then eventually he got big enough to say, I don't want to go to work with you anymore. <laughs> it's good like I think for parents who have little ones even if it's not because it's so many different positions that you could work in a school setting it doesn't have to be you being a behavioral um, assistant or anything like or even a teacher assistant there's like other positions you could work just throwing Mm -hmm. it out there for parents that need to work and have little kids (laughs) so just to,
0: to put it out there a behavior instructor or there's different names for it behavior instructor yeah. intensive one on instructors what was it the one i've heard the most is behavior instructor um behavior therapist behavior technician behavior yeah. something something with behavior back, back when and i then, first
1: started it was only one-on-ones and then i started hearing all these different words and i'm like okay well we all basically do the same thing except for like the teachers obviously no uh, i'm talking then, about the I'm talking about like when it comes to like the behavioral part, and then there's uh teacher assistant different.
0: Yeah, Does TSA stand for teacher student assistant? I just that, realized that. I don't yeah. know. I never knew what it stood for.
1: I was like, I, what? I guess I because back then like, even security teach- at LAX, like <laughs> what? You know when I when the, I started hearing that it was so confusing to me, me because too. back then too it was just TAs. TA mm-hmm. was the teacher assistant in the classroom. TA, and then they added the S, and I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, so there's teacher assistant, teacher, teacher aide. So behavior instructors deal with behaviors of students. They work with kiddos on their goals. If they have an IEP, they work with them, trying to help them, I like to say, navigate their behavior.
1: Mm-hmm. To be able to focus academically.
0: Mm-hmm. And then... TAs and whatnot. They, prepare professionals is is everybody. But teacher aides help kiddos with their academics. So you need extra math help. You need extra English help, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've never been. I don't think I've ever been a teacher a TA. I've when really I started
1: working programs, when yeah. I started working in that classroom with the little guy that was hyperactive, I was a regular teacher assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty much, behavioral assistants deal with behaviors plus academics mm-hmm. because we're actually hired to do that, and teacher assistants deal with academics plus we both in some sort of capacity help teachers when through work, when our kids are not in the classroom. Off Some days they go home early and then we stay behind and we help prep or whatever um, lesson plan they have going on. But nonetheless, TAs don't deal with behaviors, even though they do, because mm-hmm. everyone in the school setting will deal with behaviors. It's just, it's expected of us to deal with the behaviors. Mm-hmm. Since that's what we get hired to do and we're all a bunch of extra parents in the school setting just trying to get these kids together for the day <laughs> mm-hmm. as safe as possible yep we are in some sort of capacity try to get your kids to focus in class <laughs> and get the best education they can get so now we have a few tips for people who are starting
0: out in the field or i mean you can take these as you will or as you want. There's a good discussion up in here because we will be transparent and tell you that we make outlines for our podcast because we want to make sure that we hit every key point that we want to talk about. And so when we were doing this outline last week, Jeanette mentioned the tip and then I played devil's advocate a little bit. And we got into this discussion and we were just like, nope, save it for the podcast. So at some point you will hear that discussion. (laughs) So our first tip is to stand up for the little people. If you're fortunate enough to make a connection with your kiddo and really understand them and really get to know them, advocate for them, please, 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 please advocate for them. A lot of the times we tell kids to advocate for themselves, but sometimes even when they do, they're still not heard.
1: Yeah. Which that's not cool. Mm -hmm. So stand up for them, please. Mm -hmm. And teach them, guide them, instill in them the skills to advocate for themselves as well, even though you should always be in the background, keeping an eye out to make sure their little voices are heard. And then the next one would be, Communication, communication with the entire team. You guys, it's very important to make sure that everybody is on the same page. It matters. It matters for the student. Mm -hmm. You could communicate like you get to know your kids so much that you, you know how they best learn. Mm -hmm. Let's say they are having speech and there's a new speech lady. I know it's not working out. You could give her tips. Mm -hmm. any that may affect the kid day you could let the teacher know the teacher could let you know you could let the whole entire team know and that way if anything happens throughout the day everyone's aware of what's going on because any little change for that child's routine could impact them in so many different levels Mm we also have to follow your instinct or your gut just stick to what stick to your best judgment
0: follow your instinct if something's telling you that something's wrong then speak about it and communicate that with others i mean in the past Jeanette and i have spoken up or when we felt our when we felt something in our gut and even though it was dismissed, we still feel like, well, we, we did what we could and the rest is not up to us, but we still followed
1: our instinct. We followed our gut and we did what we could. Mm-hmm. And um, trust me, usually your instinct is right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So another thing is to speak up for yourself, ask for help when you need help. Yes. Advocate
0: for yourself. You don't know everything. Mm-hmm ask for help if you need it Ask for us extra training if you need it
1: yeah very important because ask your you... fellow behavior instructors to help you mm-hmm. and you guys if you have more experience in the field please help the new people please help them be open to helping them of course mm-hmm. another one is document everything document it might be every...
0: hard in the moment mm-hmm. but later on you can do this more efficiently yeah.
1: Yeah, and I would say carry a pen and paper in your back pocket at all times. I mean, mm-hmm. later on, you, you'll see that, like for me, I would take mental notes. I try to keep mental notes. And then like at the end of the day, track everything, keep records of everything. When you email someone, CC everybody on the team that you need to CC. CC. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just better. It's just better to always cover your back. Mm-hmm. Just never know. Like just always make sure you cover your back. Yes. If you have a concern about anything, I would say send an email. Keep it on record. That's the best way to keep things on record. Like we talked about following your instinct. Sometimes when you voice it, it's not heard. But when you write it, Mm -hmm. you best believe you might get a better reaction. Because people know what you're doing when you're emailing something. They know you're keeping records. So obviously they're going to want to react to it.
0: Another one is... That was Hartley. sorry. Kids
1: feel your energy.
0: Kids know. They can feel your energy right away. They feel vibes. I honestly and truly believe that wholeheartedly because I've seen it so much. Sometimes I even feel like some kids know when somebody's disservicing them because of how they are. Just keep that in mind because it's very important. If they feel like you're so fake and you're you're trying to be like very very by the book they might just be like mm, let me play with this person a little bit mm-hmm. you know and then we have to figure out what works for you and the kiddo don't follow the crowd with these policies because well not policies but like don't again don't try not to be by the book what may work for you and, the, and a certain kiddo may be different from what works with you and a diff- and another kiddo it's just not always going to be the same.
1: Yeah. And as you heard, like, you know, sometimes the program may be running for so long that it lost the fact. Mm -hmm. so whatever ideas fresh ideas you bring to the table a kid's gonna jump on board because they get bored Mm -hmm. so make it fun make it fun um get creative yes think about when you were as a kid mm -hmm. how you were what you liked to do what you felt
0: what you feel would be fun Mm -hmm. they gravitate more towards fun obviously (laughs) but they also gravitate towards you being honest and and acknowledging that okay something's not fun but we'll do something fun after we also have keep in mind that even ogs in the field get a little nervous when Mm -hmm. we have a new case it can be a little Mm nerve-wracking
1: so we have all been through it yes
0: me with that kiddo with the 16-page BIP, I would get anxiety like straight up before going to to, their, to that school. After working with that kiddo with two other people. But once I was working with her by myself, I was fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it does take some getting used to. And we all, we all get those first-time
1: case jitters, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's everyone, you guys. Everyone on the field. It does not mm-hmm. matter. And a lot of you guys are not going to let me lie. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the field. Every new case that you get, it's a new case. You have to start from zero. You have to get to know the kiddo. You have to start all over again. And you have to figure things out. So guess what? We get nervous. Mm-hmm. It's like starting a new job. And that's how it is. Like, And it's then what if the
0: kiddo out. doesn't like me? Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, I don't know how that
0: feels. I don't know how that feels because kids like me. I'm <laughs> just kidding.
1: I don't know if I've ever had a kid not. Li- oh,
0: I had one kid. Like I have.
1: Me. I have had a kid not like
0: me. They beat me up in the library. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then we became BFFs so mm-hmm. they cannot I like you.
1: Punched the blows. I give you pass for <laughs> yes.
0: Sam. They
1: cannot was like me you- at first, but I ain't giving up. Your, was that your first time getting beat up? yeah you earned your stripes that
0: day yeah i think my first and only time because the other times when people would egg on the tantrums i'd be like nope i want no part in this and i would back up i'd be like y'all can do that you egged it on so this is where we kind of got into a discussion Mm -hmm. so Jeanette said to not be afraid to move to another place if it isn't a good fit and to also verbalize your uncomfortableness Mm -hmm. if you are not feeling what was it like if you're not feeling a connection and it happened and then so i kind of thought of like Okay, I get that and I I understand that. But also, where is the line drawn between you're not feeling a connection and the kiddo is just taking time to succeed, mm-hmm. if that makes sense? So I feel like the lines are could be a little blurred. So mm-hmm. what did you mean when you meant like there's no connection or you're not? What
1: I meant by that is that I've seen it happen where um it happens. Like the connection's never built. It's just not a connection. It's not a good thing. Fit. The student may not like you. Um, the student may make you uncomfortable. And I just think that keeping them together, deserves the student. So if you feel that it's not a connection that you could build, then I think you should move on to a different case, a different school, a different classroom, speak to whoever you need to speak to about just, this is not working out. And I get it most of the time it's not going to happen because we are very short staff mm-hmm. so it's not like you could just say hey this ain't working out i need to move on it, and it's going to happen next day but yeah. i think just letting someone know that trying and it's not happening but then mm-hmm. you did have a good point on what you See, so what i would ask is how how long do you think they
0: should give it a try then because like with me with my kiddo who beat me up to me i knew what that kiddo was feeling Mm -hmm. and that kiddo had already gone through so many people through so Mm -hmm. many behavior instructors and to me it wasn't a big deal to be honest like Mm -hmm. teachers pointed out the scratches and stuff and they were the ones who pointed out to the principal and the principal did what they had to do or whatever Mm -hmm. and then the following year, I was still there, and I think that proved to her that I wasn't gonna give up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: See, that's what I mean by like, okay, where's the the line drawn? Mm-hmm. Because, and I
1: think it depends on the person, right? Because like, someone like you would not give up, would not be like, I already know how your mind works. You would be like, oh, we're to get along. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I was with
1: her the next what
0: five years, four years.
1: So I think up until there's... last year i've seen it so many times where a staff member doesn't have that connection with a student and it just like they don't put an effort in it and to me it's like if you're not gonna put in the work, yeah
0: yeah but i think that's a different category
1: it's a different category because we've definitely
0: seen that happen in our faces yeah and
1: and they won't say like hey there's not a connection and then they stick around and they don't do what they're they're supposed to do and it's like to me it's like please tell me so i could do mm-hmm. something about it if yeah. i was the boss and i was able to move someone over there i would move them in the quickness because the one that's being affected the most is the student mm-hmm. unfortunately we don't have you know we we can't just do that but i would say just try at least try to speak to someone but i definitely when you mentioned that part and i'm like yeah would well, you know just i guess you it depends on the person if you're that one person that's like sam who's gonna be like i'm gonna work through this and i'm gonna make sure because the
0: kids like to test you right Mm -hmm. so like i felt like that kiddo was just trying to be like well i'm gonna beat you up so you could go and the next Mm -hmm. person yeah but when they saw that i didn't they were kind of like oh okay my bad no and And then now i like like, joke with them about it i'm like remember when you beat me up (laughs) and they laugh you're saying
1: that um yeah it it depends if you're not feeling it just speak on it they serve as the kid that you were assigned to because that's horrible like we we remember we had that little boy well we didn't have that little boy but we, we knew of a little boy who had a ibi who didn't have he had an ibi assigned to him but he was pretty much his own ibi yep we used to say that kid was his own his own <laughs> ibi so it's like things like that it's like don't just be there to be there Yeah. like if, if this is not and you've said it before this is not a job to just go get a paycheck it's not mm-hmm. you know like i mean at least go to a job where it pays a lot <laughs> yeah like, we don't get paid the most we really don't but you're still there for the kids yeah you know it's not their fault that we don't get paid enough no or anything at all (laughs) so it definitely is it's a lot to think about you guys but so this is not to scare you guys away because let me tell you guys it's so much fun to work with kids mm-hmm. like it really is I love it's it. like so rewarding it's you make a difference like mm-hmm. you make a difference you have the opportunity to operate, make such a difference and the best part is watching them
0: progress and meet milestones and reach goals i love it even like the smallest thing i'm just like that is my favorite part
1: yes oh, watching it them reach is those. so nice
0: milestones and even the smallest of holes A bit. yeah
1: i do miss like Jeanette, <laughs> the, miss Jeanette, the little voices and at the time i used i used to play around with the kids and be like if you guys say my name what time <laughs> and it's funny because now i miss miss Jeanette. Mm-hmm. so it's such a rewarding um job you guys like yeah we don't get paid financially we don't get paid enough but just what do we get out of when we really put all our effort to help kids succeed and like sam said once you see those little faces like those little eyes glow up when they finally get something and especially when they're proud of themselves. Oh my goodness, it's the cutest thing. Yeah, definitely. So it's really rewarding, you guys. There's so many, so many good things that come out of it. Mm-hmm. So many good things that come out of it. And you know, I just think like when I go to work, when I used to go to work, um, and work with the kids, I just think like I would want to be the person that was working in my child's school. Because even though we are assigned to kids, we do build connections with so many different kids in the school setting so I always just want to be that one person that you know helps out in any way that I can help so Mm -hmm. definitely a lot but you guys if you're thinking about starting in this field if you've been in this field for a while now you guys I would say embrace the new people because we've said it we talk about this during our professional development works workshops where I said I've been in the field a little longer I was you know I was one of those people that used to be very by the book and somewhere along the line i started changing my views and i realized that there's other options out there and then once sam and i started working together i just loved like just the way she worked the way she always she's always thinking outside the box and i would actually go to her to like pick her brain and you know get ideas from her so i would say best thing to do is work as a team and help each other out you know you've been when you've been in this field for so long we tend to forget that we were new at some point mm-hmm. so I just remember how that felt you guys and um, if you if you see someone new don't be afraid to just kind of take them under your wing and teach them the, what you know and then be open to what they have to bring to the table because it's always nice to like get fresh ideas. Um, new people come in with so many new things that they've learned. So why not take a, Take advantage of that and learn new things with them? Mm-hmm. More tools to put in your box of tools, and The more the merrier, you guys. Uh all right guys and
0: that wraps up another episode thank you to those of you who have been tuning in every thursday
1: it makes us happy you guys it does we're like like, what what? people are actually listening and if you guys have some stories about when you started in the field go to our webpage and Send, Send them, them to, to us. us. We yes. want to hear them. DM
0: us and let us know. Follow us on all social medias. SJ Behavioral Bliss, except for TikTok is three S's Bliss. We all will right, you guys. catch you guys next Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye bye <laughs> bye.